Fantastic. Please welcome to the stage the rest of the people. Uh, we have Riley Quinn. We have Charlie Palmer, a man for the real heads. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have Hussein, who's out of hiding for this, specially, and uh, and Nate, right in, right on the boards, the man. Cool. The legend. All right. Cool. Let's fucking do this. Hussein, were you looking at my Twitter? No. You were on. My, you were scrolling through my Twitter. And Wait, oh, what, oh what? please, please read out your Twitter page right now, because you're gonna love it. <laughs> Usually, this show is me reading out my Twitter page. Yeah, no we, way. we know. We know. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. Need to open up the Google document. This has been extraordinarily, <laughs> and the warm up is ruined. Oh, <laughs> hello, microphone. Oh, is that noisy? Is it quiet? Uh, we'll, we'll lower you oh, just a little. Sorry, I, I, I boom a bit. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, everyone. We we just we adjusted it for a human voice, not a disembodied voice in the walls. So. Don't. Yeah. Don't do this. Hello, everyone. Fans of seeing how the sausage gets made. <laughs> Uh, bonus points to those of you who've been here for half an hour already and have seen far too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. So, hello and welcome once again to Trash Future, the podcast where now if we do not implement fully automated luxury gay space communism, the future is and will be trash. I said the intro for the live show. <laughs> Woo! Only for you I was people. I when it was going to come back. Yo, Nate, uh, oh, for yeah. the recorded version of this, can we bleep that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be bleeping a lot of things this night. <laughs> we are going to do so... Usually we have a safety net, so we can do a lot of defamation and slander and stuff, and it doesn't matter, but now it does. So, pressure's on. Genuinely, about every 10 minutes, someone just pauses and goes, Nate, for the recording, can you cut that out? <laughs> and it's always Riley. Yeah. <laughs> and it's usually when Riley's made a joke that no one's laughed at. <laughs> There, Saying I'm not funny is fucking live. There have been moments when, I, when the instructions have been, Nate, edit that so it's funny. I'm like, Riley, I don't think I can. <laughs> uh, you can, you freaking will. And you're all going to learn. Anyway, we have a lot to celebrate today because I don't know if you all saw the budget, but austerity's over. <laughs> and we have the bonuses of um, lower taxes uh, for the wealthiest. Um. Hooray. An extra billion pounds for the army uh, to spend, presumably. Any army on... fans in tonight? <laughs> <laughs> and taking his lead from tech billionaire genius Elon Musk, Hammond has legitimately promised 420 million pounds to fix potholes. Hell yeah! Nice. Look, I, I just love that my man's fucking grimes. Too long have the pothole lobby lane ignored. <laughs> Oh, no. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's great. Austerity's over, except all the stuff that austerity was. That's all still here. So that's, that's Wait, do we not fun. just get it back? <laughs> yeah, no. It's, oh. we're, we're rich enough we can have austerity. They oh. were just holding all of that money until you deserved it. You know, you had to earn your allowance. You have to do your chores, but it's there. They've got it for you. Philip Hammond's gone, don't worry, I'll get this round in and come back with six tap orders. <laughs> I mean, I mean in, 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 in the words of John Rental yesterday, I don't know if you saw it. Oh, God, I did. Um, I did. Back in the day, people rationed potatoes and bread. So everything after 2008 didn't, wasn't actually, quote unquote, austerity. Oh, you um, also said they rationed petrol. <laughs> means that he was trying to make a very strange meal. All, all, I'm, all, I'm, all, all, all I'm saying is it doesn't really help in his case to prove that he's not a vampire. 
Um, just saying, just saying. Didn't care about the garlic rationing, did he? No. Um, but also, we, we have another, and by the way, um, this is just to everyone in the audience, I figured this out. I figured out that the budget was a fake ending of austerity. There are, there's nobody in the audience who published an article in, like, I don't know, the New Statesman or whatever that said this before me that I'm just taking this from. <laughs> Woke George Eaton, everybody. He's very smart. Cheers. Extremely um, smart. No, we, um, but we are also very proud of the tech giants tax that upon examination follows haunted house rules for big companies because it won't end up actually touching Amazon or Uber or whatever at all. Um, it's just that the Tories finally closed the tax loophole that allows companies to list themselves as like an Irish ice cream store or whatever to avoid paying anything in the UK. And it took them only like eight or ten budgets to figure that out. Which is which is good. An for Irish ice cream store is a weird centrist Twitter account waiting to happen. <laughs> also, Irish ice cream stores everywhere are being hit by horrible taxes now. <laughs> it's really serious. No, but it's 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 very awesome. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I suppose this is where I put a marker in the file, say edit that out. Nate. No, you do not dare. You give these people the real shit. <laughs> so, in true us fashion, in true us fashion, I have. Done about they're very dirty glasses. Uh, I I have done a bunch of shit, created a Google Doc that I've had these guys review for maybe like ten minutes over the last course of the twenty four hours. Uh, we've got a product, we've got some reading series, and then we have trolled the spectator for some very special content. Are we ready to get into the actual shit of the shit? Yeah. Woo. Hell, okay. motherfucking yeah! So, the product that I have found for everybody and Nate, if you look, I'll fucking know. Um, the product I have found for us is called the Kinsa. No shouting out if you know it. Kinsa. The Kinsa. Kinsa. Look, there's nothing you Why can guess from me? this. I'm looking, you um, always get them. No, I got the piss bub last time, but um, I don't think this would be a piss bub. Do we have bub. a spelling? Uh, can I use it in a sentence? Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at my new Kinsa. So the, 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 the first helpful, clue, thank you. the first clue is definitely not going to help you. I'm choosing to be extra obtuse. Uh, the Kinsa is more than a blank. <laughs> I know it's every single one of these fucking products. That is always their tagline. Is it more, it's than, more than, a than a feeling? <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. We'll be here all week. <laughs> uh, whatever it is, it's going to be Wi-Fi connected. Isn't it? <laughs> I hate to say it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like um what's it called like uh it's oh, what the fuck is that game uh guess who where like you can basically like it's, it's basically it's like a race science game is it a race science game <laughs> <laughs> because it's, race it's, science games have not been wi-fi connected for too long <laughs> i know no, it's it's a version of Operation where you like try and like you know make the Italian less criminal by moving the extra lobe they have that makes them you know. <laughs> but it what, tells like your friends how you're doing. Riley, Riley, that's ridiculous. No one can make Italians less criminal. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> it can't be done. <laughs> Nate, I mean, it could out. be it could be Wi-Fi connected calipers. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was fucking that. Here's the, it, you're sort of close. Oh, wow. <laughs> you ever been closer than you want it to be? Wait, does it... Can you pick stuff up with it? Is it a pincer pun? Uh, no, it's not a pin, It doesn't replicate the pincer element of the calipers. You have to cool, think okay. more broadly. But it measures something. Oh, does it ever measure? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. 
Is it a, is it like is it like a, a like a kitchen measuring implement, like a measuring jug, but that you can somehow use to define people's racial characteristics? <laughs> How much <laughs> you pour an Italian into this jug? It's, it's, that's my excellent new Italian detection jug. If you're making a recipe. It measures how much olive oil you poured into it, and if it was any, you're Italian. <laughs> it need to be fucking banned. Okay, so does it have anything to do with the kitchen now? No, nothing to do with the kitchen. That's a that's a that's a that's a false. That's a red herring. I'm gonna give you the next clue. Kinsha supports you from the first sign of blank through blank and beyond by focusing on what's most important: what to do next. Oh, does it measure? Oh no, how... it's cancer. <laughs> it's cancer. Is it cancer? Like, <laughs> it's called Kinsa. <laughs> Is it cancer for South Africans? <laughs> no, no, it's 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 it. No, it's it's Kinsa Brazzaville. Okay, <laughs> that's one for the real Congo heads. It's a special uh, South African cancer. Black people can't have it. White. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Elon Musk. <laughs> There's no gala balls on tonight. Yeah. Elon Musk's accent is nowhere near that normal. Let's not pretend. Well, he, I mean, he does just make it up. Yeah, it's sort of a cancer, but, you know, you can have it. It's is, all it is it related to a disease in any way, though? Oh, oh, is it ever. And not just a social disease. Here are weak people. Fuck you all. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you do jokes for an audience of one. <laughs> So first sign off. So yeah. pretty much what's going to happen at this stage is we're going to guess horrible diseases. Oh yeah. For about five to six minutes until everyone leaves. <laughs> Consumption. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, niche. a high tech version of solving like a 19th century disease is a very fun idea to me. The Black Death. <laughs> it measures how much you have of the Black Death. Okay. Is it? Is it like a measure? Does it like measure like levels of scurvy from all the dudes who are like going on all meat diets because they want to be super rational, like like Daddy Peterson? It tells you how much fuel you need to avoid scurvy. <laughs> okay, stop blank from spreading by knowing when and where it starts. Chlamydia, diarrhea. <laughs> you did both funny ones, so that's it. That's it for that one. Okay, so I'm gonna stop teasing everybody in this audience, everybody on this couch. Uh, everybody here and everybody listening at home. Hello. Are uh, negging with, us? Yes, I'm negging you. I'm, I'm trying to task you all out. Uh, I'm going to stop teasing everybody. I'm going to tell you what the fuck this thing is. Ahem. Our app-enabled thermometer does far more than take a temperature, which is what you want from a thermometer. Does now it take an M&S temperature? <laughs> now I know the temperature inside my ass, but on my phone. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> Kinsa has turned the first device you grab when sickness strikes into a communication system to keep whole families healthy. Who, who grabs a thermometer first when they're ill? Like water, Barocca, I don't know, like a, like a fucking a pillow, a tissue, I don't know. But like not like a thermometer, I go pretty far down the line. Yeah, that's that's not that's not number one. Um, I, I've like I've shitted out some organs before I'm getting a thermometer. Like that's. <laughs> I think it might be flu. Yeah. 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 So that's that's what we're, that's what How? we're dealing with. I assume you're going to explain how it works because how would your temperature also be? It's just a thermometer that's app connected, but then it's going to send push notifications to your entire family. Just be like, he's still sick in case you didn't know it. He's not eating anything. He's too skinny. If you do a kickflip, it tells your family you're sick air. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's, it's a Catholic thermometer. It guilts you. 
Uh, so actually, uh, Kinsha has done us the service of helpfully breaking down the differences between, um, and I've actually, I've quoted this here, your current thermometer and the Kinsha smart thermometer. So I'm going to list the features of both. I don't have a current thermometer. <laughs> Nobody does. <Yeah. laughs> so finally, it's us not do doing defamation on the podcast. Finally, it's Kinsha. Hell so yeah. your current thermometer, I'm going to list, I'm going to list the features. Takes your temperature. Right, that's it for your current thermometer. Is this basically you versus the thermometer she tells you not to worry about? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, or, it's like, we're... or it's like your current thermometer does little to no crusading. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody, it's the, it's the Kinsa thermometer that will take back the Holy Land. Yeah. Uh, you can play Assassin's Creed on it, folks. So, that's good. The Kinsa smart thermometer... Takes your temperature, so, so far we're neck and neck. Um, oh, it's close. There's very little between them. <laughs> Couldn't call this one. Offers personalized guidance on how to soothe symptoms and when to call the doctor. <laughs> when to call the doctor as soon as you're considering buying this product. <laughs> I just like the idea that Microsoft Clippy pops up. It's like, you seem to have Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> You seem to be carrying a lot of unnamed diseases. Have you considered forming a caravan to the United States? <laughs> the, the, the brain oh germs that induce you to buy this seem to have spread to your liver. <laughs> you seem to have brain worms. Have you considered being Luke Akehurst? <laughs> sound, sound the libel klaxon? You've moved on from jokes for one person to jokes that split the room. <laughs> okay, sorry. Who in this room is pro-Luke Akehurst? Boo. Shut up, Juliet. I know you're not. <laughs> I just don't know who that is. And I don't no, the, want to know. The, the fun thing about Trash Future as a whole is that literally everybody who listens to it gets more of what we talk about than both me and Milo. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I Google stuff while, while, while these guys talk. Yeah. For, yeah. for anyone at home who's wondering, for anyone at home who's wondering, Luke Akehurst is a um, Blairite war promoter who looks like a gingerbread man made of ham. We might have to get that, like, checked Dip by the lawyers at some point. <laughs> I think you're not a gingerbread man at that point, are you? Yeah, yeah more of a ham bread man. Yeah. any case, there are so many more features of the Kinsa. It is a feature-rich thermometer. Okay. Mm -hmm. It reminds you when to take your meds and at what dosage. Nice. That's quite good. I don't... But, I, but how does your thermometer know what meds you need to take? That was kind of my question. How do you tell it? And oh, does it just make a call based on the temperature? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Based on the temperature and viscosity of your anus. Well, we, we crowdsourced this medical care, and it says to be more racist for some reason. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, it's, it's your, your thermometer's just enabling you. It's like, nah, dude, you can stop heroin whenever you want. My, my favorite thing that's happened so far is just there was a bit of a lull, and someone at the back just chuckled and went, ah, viscosity. <laughs> it's a funny-ass word. <laughs> Okay, it reminds you to when to take your meds and at what dosage, somehow just by knowing your temperature. Uh, it keeps your family's health details in your pocket whenever you might need them. That's, exa that's, exactly, what I, that's exactly what I need to blackmail my wife. <laughs> like, when, in, when you get in, in, some, in family court, where I currently am. <laughs> you get into some really bad gambling debts and they're like, the only way you can pay us back is by selling your family's organs. But what we need to know is what diseases do they have and what blood type are they? <laughs> do you have that information to hand? Well, sir, funnily enough. <laughs> uh, keeps... You pull out like a giant thermometer. 
<laughs> Your father kept this in his ass, and then I kept it in my ass. And now you're going to keep it in your ass. And now you're going to keep it in your mouth. I know. I'm sorry. It's weird. Shows which illnesses are circulating nearby for a better idea of what bug you're fighting. Wow. Which is just not sinister at all. Very good if you just happen to be like in the sewers one day, just casually going for a bit of a walk. The Strava took you in the wrong direction. You find yourself wading through a fat berg. Whom's among us have, you know? You could persuade the Tough Mudder people to do that. You definitely could. You definitely could. It's a run through a sewer for bros. They would pay to do that. If you tell them it's November, they'll fucking do it. Yo, dude, to say fuck cancer, we're going to run through raw sewage. Tell them there's there's used condoms in there, so it's banter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Maybe um, this is maybe this is maybe this is too much. But does anyone else feel that like November's not really about prostate cancer and it's much more about just like doing weird bro stuff? <laughs> and they've kind of been like, but if we say it's for cancer, it's woke. <laughs> like, I don't think that was too much. No, that was that, that, was, a that was very reasonable. It's, it's, I think that was fine. It's it's for yeah. city guys who are not allowed to grow beards, so they get this one month where they can grow any style of mustache they want, and it always inevitably ends up in the Hitler. Everyone's just like. <laughs> I need an excuse. Mustache you get always ends up in the same style uh, as a fascist. I need an excuse to find out what I would have looked like as a Spitfire pilot. It's it's important to me for reasons. (laughs) Once again, capitalism always leads to fascism. Just in this case, via Movember. Well, that's the weirdest take of the night, is Jay Way. Strap the fuck in because I got a reading. I have a reading series that is going to definitely change that. (laughs) Sorry, the weirdest take we will say. Seriously, guys, do raise the money, though, because it's important. You know, it's a good cause. Yeah, like, you know what? Like, actually, like... Oh, you're talking about the Patreon already. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) So, for those who don't know... (laughs) Yeah, but actually, like, you know, me and my friends from, like, the police and the firefighters and the volunteer police are like, yo, actually, fuck cancer. Uh, And we're going to... We are going to run 10 suspects around the city. (laughs) Yeah. Fight fight cancer by a cancer. I fucked the line up there. It wasn't I good. Feel like, I feel like I'm going to move us on because yeah. here's the yeah. thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Important. At, 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 at the Trash Future podcast, we try to keep the stakes raising. We, we're not just going to be like, hey, here's another thing that someone connected to Wi-Fi and charged way too much money for. Because we've done this for long enough that we're not just going to be like, yeah, it's a thermometer that connects to your phone. Fine. That's baby shit. That's like first 10 episodes shit. No. The don't don't knock the first the 10 the episodes. <laughs> They're all I have. <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to buy some dripping custard vape juice after the show. Now we know who listens. Now many people laughed at that, but fuck me, you're a real head if you laughed at that. <laughs> you listened to the first episode back, be- back yeah. before this had like a producer or whatever. Why? So, Kinsa is a company with a mission. Our mission, and I have recorded it here. The first device people turn to when sickness strikes, the thermometer, is now a platform to communicate with the ill. The more <laughs> is that- we have a mission to communicate with the ill wherever they may be via the inside of their ass. Now, like, I don't know is, why that's John Kennedy. Is that, is but that fuck like, me if that was a man who tried to communicate with some people via their ass. Is that like the ill in a good way? Uh, no, the BC boys are not involved. Um, <laughs> Devastating. Here's the thing. The more astute among you may have pegged where this is going. 
Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we've all pegged where this is going. Where we're going, we've all pegged. <laughs> I mean, the thermometer like helps with that, right? So, oh, fuck. Oh, the Kensa erotic thermometer. Okay. Who oh, boy. Mission element the second. By aggregating real-time illness data, we show organizations exactly where illness is spreading. Wait, who's using, like, post-time illness data? Like, you, I'm like, well, I'm going to work out how ill I am based on last Tuesday. Like, who's doing that? Okay, fine, we'll wear that bit out. That's... I mean, I, mean, I how, just how... think that's what most people do. Yeah, everyone right, gets but, but organization, so, you, so an organization is like, everyone put this thing in your ass, and then we're going to collect this information, we're just going to figure out who's yeah. sick amongst us. I mean, what, I mean, what better way to, like, learn that you're dying than from, like, your boss who, like, hates you anyway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. And then, and then once he tells you that you're dying, he'll like be like, look, before you go, can you finish these spreadsheets? Um, finish them by five. The spreadsheets of everyone else's ass data. Because <laughs> <laughs> your boss knows you've got eight weeks, but you don't. <laughs> here's the weird thing. There is an enterprise solution for this. So your boss is one of the organizations of they want to share information with. Awesome. Oh, why? Why can wow. no one develop a product like this without making it a thing that involves your boss? <laughs> why? Like, why do, they, why do they think that's going to be a good idea? Because I, everyone loves their bosses, famously. Yeah, I just, I just I love that worldview, though. You're like, I can handle the ass play, but bosses? Fuck no. <laughs> no. It's just, it's just weird, because like, there are definitely people who are insane enough to be like, sure, I'll buy this weird high-tech thermometer. We know those people exist, but why does anyone want their boss to know? That's what I don't get. Like, what Milo's why... saying here is that he's willing to tell almost anyone else who'll listen about the state of his ass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How do you think I get laid? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, did, I did a little bit of the, uh, this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to have this here. I, I oh, I'm waiting for it still. We, we I have actually ordered a tester one. I want to see how this thing works. <laughs> but the way, as far as I can tell, the way the enterprise solution works, they call it an enterprise solution for you know telling. Because it's boldly going where no thermometer has gone before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, boldly going where no Wi-Fi connected thermometer has gone before. That's true. What they do is they allow companies with health plans uh, in the United States, or of course companies like Vitality here. Um, to aggregate their sickness data so they can have real-time information of what their employees are doing and then basically, uh, you know, be able to snitch on them from their own devices. So this is excellent because more corporate surveillance is obviously what we needed. But that's actually not the worst part. The worst part is the third bit of Kinsa's mission. The third bit of Kinsa's mission that made me so angry that while I was writing this, I had to close my laptop a few times. Ahem. We connect people with the products and services that are relevant to helping them get better faster. That's right, your thermometer is going to advertise to you. Hell yeah. Ass <laughs> to ass advertising. <laughs> cool, I'm into it. It's yeah. doing like Gillian McKeith style analysis <laughs> of your shit. <laughs> oh. I, I'm now just imagining an episode of The Sopranos where the FBI guys are like, uh, so we've managed to get a, a bug on Tony Soprano and we can hear everything. Where'd you put this bug? You're not going to like it, sir. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, it depends on like how, because like every advertising algorithm is different, right? So like, if it's, uh, if it's like recommending particularly good pairs of sandals, for example, like I'm cool with that. But if it's like the YouTube algorithm, which just keeps like recommending me like, neo-nazi videos 
and Fash Wave and like Wait. Jordan Peterson like and Joe Rogan. <laughs> but like, I don't know, maybe not. I maybe I wouldn't want to receive that recommendation via my ass. It, <laughs> se- it seems you have a fever. Have you considered blaming George Soros? <laughs> Wait, are we can saying? I, can I go on a twenty-second tangent, which is just that? I mean, it's just, King. it's just a fact I have. It's not a joke. It's just that uh, Jordan Peterson was invited to the studio while a particular band were recording their latest album. The band were Mumford and Sons. Picture it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it man. happened. They took a selfie. <laughs> the hell? The, the chaotic feminine of Mumford's daughters cannot be allowed onto the album. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mumford and his large adult sons. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh man, it's bad enough that we're all going to live in a fascist dictatorship, but if we have to listen to Mumford and Sons. <laughs> and, uh, and, and now everybody has to stand or you'll be shot for a national anthem, which is 40 fucking ukuleles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there'll be a banjo, at least one. Don't worry. Oh God. So here's the thing. Uh, because I hate myself, I he actually does. did. Tra- he, it's a fact. I yeah. did trawl through uh, Kinsa's website. And I looked at their service, Kinsa Insights. Kinsa blog about us. And they had an article called, What's So Special About Illness Data? <laughs> Again, ooh. <laughs> That's a yikes from me. Um, but this is the most Matt Hancock ass thing I have. Matt Hancock will probably put it in his ass and like, you know, jump over a low bench labeled the deficit. Uh, <laughs> Matt Hancock asked, by the way, one of the types of data you can access through your Kinsa. Yeah. yeah. Like, when we were coming up with this product, we were just pulling ideas out of our ass. But now that it's up and running, we're pulling ideas out of your ass. <laughs> and Matt Hancock's ass. <laughs> it ports to your profile on Matt Hancock MP. <laughs> Current ass temperature. The government needs to know. Um, illness, Kinsa writes is one of the most extreme drivers of behavior change there is, and it affects dozens of types of businesses. (laughs) Sick people eat different foods, use different consumables, and partake in different activities than healthy people. Wow. (laughs) Fucking wow. They're not wrong. Many sick people enjoy things such as chemotherapy. (laughs) 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 Lying down and saying, ow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and kickflips. Sick people. <laughs> so yeah, if you, I mean, I'm pretty sure that, look, I didn't used to believe in aliens. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're here and they have a thermometer company. <laughs> Wait, have you been watching the History Channel again? <laughs> aliens built the thermometers. <laughs> Illness is one of the hardest behavior changes for brands to understand. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. If you'd have asked me at what point will there be an applause break in this show. Yeah, but he was backing Uh, the Stuart Little shit, so. (laughs) Marketers of products ranging from pharmaceuticals to soup simply (laughs) spend... Oh, it's given its correct name. Let me get that David Vance. <laughs> oh, I love so a good soup. I, I just need this joke to die for the love of God. 
It's still going on, I isn't went, it? I went I went to like a source meeting the other day and someone was like, you're the soup guy. And I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> like wait. 19, no, 1990s aesthetic, soup Nazi. <laughs> 2018 <laughs> aesthetic, soup prankster. <laughs> the soup Muslim. <laughs> did we actually did we actually say on the podcast that Hussein almost had to go on Sky News to explain coffee as a soup? <laughs> And they backed out the last minute. I wonder fucking like, why. Like the intern or someone at Sky News was like, actually, maybe <laughs> bad idea. Maybe dumb. <laughs> um, I was going to say unrelated to the soup thing. Um, but are we going to like see Logan Paul like shove thermometers up his ass? Like, oh, yeah, is that where we're heading towards? Yeah, social experiment. <laughs> He's actually uh, booked out the Manchester Arena and he and KSI oh, <laughs> are going to uh, compete. If there's one thing that Logan Paul knows, it's that when people die, they turn cold. So if you want to check if that guy's really dead. Nate, Nate, edit that out. (laughs) No, Nate, edit that in. (laughs) Whole podcast, that's all the listeners at home are going to hear. I don't know. I mean, at a certain point, if you were to collect up the number of groans this show has generated versus applause, I don't think you'd want to see that. It would just be like, one one would be like a nice orb, one would be like a hell cloud from Star Trek or something like that. It would just descend upon you. It's like, Riley, we've caused oh, a lot of groans in our Actually, time. I think it's a renewable energy source, <laughs> which is good. Oh, thank goodness. I was worried about the world for a sec. Um, so, I'll start that sentence again. Marketers, I'm going to start the whole sentence again. Illness is one of the hardest behavior changes for brands to understand, at least with enough time to react. It really interrupts the workflow chart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, if you're going to do like a float where you're inventing the next like, you know, Uber for kidney transplants, you're going to need to be able to concentrate. We're six months away from how to market to the dead. (laughs) Marketers of products ranging from pharmaceuticals to soup simply spend more time, more during winter months, hoping to catch the fleeting and unpredictable flu season. (laughs) Ah! Ah! Peak season for chimney replacement. <laughs> you guys can tune in and out of this. These guys wow. have to deal with this all the time. It's true. Um, ahem. While we've only just begun learning the benefits of illness information for marketers, one thing is clear. For any company, organization, or agency with a product or service that can help the sick in their moment of need, there is an opportunity to make money at hand. Capitalism! <laughs> Hell yeah. We got nothing, man. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how that to... That was re- actually the second encore. I, 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 don't know, I don't know how to respond to that. Right? It's... These people... That's the thing. Like, we can heighten the reality as much as we can, but when they just say it... <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. these companies are, like, creating stuff just so we can use it on the show. <laughs> like, I feel we're reaching that point. Friends of the show. Riley's running his own troll farm where he just writes this shit. <laughs> he's, got, he's got, like, some teenagers in Macedonia making his website. <laughs> yeah, no, tell them that it's going to monetize illness data. <laughs> tell them we're going to make money off their cough. It's, it's weird he does that voice as well. It's very odd. I don't want them to know what's fucking me, dude. So are they, like, so... So when, 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 when like... Everyone loved Uber, and they were then pre-milkshake duck days. They Uber was going around saying that they wanted to get rid of traffic, right? So yeah. their thing was that we're not like a taxi company. We want to eliminate traffic, and everyone was like, "Oh, cool! That sounds like a very reasonable and fun, and definitely like will happen idea." Is this <laughs> is this going to be the same with these? Like, we don't want to create for mono- for moment. It's a stick up your ass for pleasure. We want to eliminate disease entirely, so that you can work all the time and feel great about it. <laughs> I mean. We're going to, I mean, in fact, the next 
line of this press release blog thing answers your question. Is it about the fact that it is actually very pleasurable? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. The vibrating kinsa. If, if, right. if you put it in the right way. Yeah. Mm. Um, with, and again, I've not written any of this myself. This is from the website. The Macedonian teens wrote it. <laughs> Macedonian teens wrote it. With improved surveillance comes new insights. <laughs> How they spelling comes, though. <laughs> I'll be posting more here and on Arkinsa Insights blog for those interested in the marketing opportunities that can arise from following illness trends. Because, here's the thing. Do you want to know why this thing is like $10? I, I mean, I, you're not, you don't have a choice, I'm going to tell you. Um, Kinsa sells its data to other companies under the name Kinsa Insights. Oh, wow. The following... People with interests similar to you have been buying Imodium. <laughs> <laughs> it would actually, to be honest, if you, if you had diarrhea, it would be both the diagnosis and the cure. If it were big enough. Will there be like a premium package where like if you're really ill, like you have to pay a certain oh, extra Oh, fuck off, you hogs. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not pretend. There would be a premium package where you get a second Kinsa every week. <laughs> oh. Okay. The following is, again, because I really hate myself, I did more research about this. Can we just take a second to get to the point that they've got all of this information literally just from your temperature? <laughs> I feel like we've forgotten that. <laughs> Um, oh, it's probably got a microphone in it as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kensa. <laughs> Won't you play listen? Wonderwall? <laughs> <laughs> play Wonderwall to my ass. Play Wonderwall my ass. I won't play Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's niche. <laughs> um. So, the following is an extract from an article where Inder Singh, the founder, is interviewed in the New York Times. Famously not a terrible publication. Um, while Mr. Singh declined to share the names of, of uh, his customers, citing confidentiality agreements, he said many companies had used the data to target advertising. We take the data from our users, this is a quote, we aggregate it, we do all sorts of machine learning techniques, uh, and then we combine it with other data sets, and ultimately we get the signal. Uh, Mr. Singh said, Ooh. You ever think there's some things machines don't want to learn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not more of this. <laughs> oh, God, don't uh, give me the ass data again. <laughs> Please just let me do STEM. <laughs> <laughs> also, yet more proof that the New York Times will interview anyone with a rod up their ass. <laughs> <laughs> this exciting new Brazilian president has a fun way to revolutionize healthcare in his country. <laughs> And he has the anus temperature of a normal man. <laughs> so everything's fine. No, though, though that's almost the Brendan O'Neill take. Everyone's calling Bolsonaro a fascist, but his anus temperature is that of a normal man. <laughs> <laughs> he literally wrote that article without the anus thing. Brendan I, that is a pretty big qualifier when you get down to it. <laughs> Very different article. <laughs> I mean, not that different. I mean, typically when people are saying, oh, aside from the anus thing, that's, <laughs> they've got a, a certain thing in mind, let's be honest. To be fair, Brendan O'Neill's article was, look, you may call Bolsonaro a fascist because he wants to kill everyone and cut down the entire rainforest, but actually fascism happened in the 1930s in Italy, so fuck you, libs. 
Riley, say, saying that writing that article without the anus thing makes it a similar article is like saying that Trash Future is like a normal podcast, but just with a bit of anus stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you did not listen to the episode called Ass Future, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so, if they took the ass out of that, that podcast, we could do it right now. Like, hi, welcome to Trash Future, the podcast about how the future is trash. That's all for now. Goodbye. <laughs> I genuinely think there's not an episode that we couldn't call Ass Future without with people going like, oh, why is that episode called Ass Future? <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. yeah. Um, so, right, we're all clear on what, on what, what Mr. Singh and, uh, and Kinsa are doing. Clorox used that information to increase digital ad spending to sicker areas and Wait, pull back. On. Don't they make bleach? What, like Shoreditch? <laughs> I don't know if it was. I know. Oh, it's the new Gwyneth Paltrow thing, bleach enema. <laughs> if a coffee enema is no longer enough to get you up in the morning. <laughs> and pull back in places that were healthier. Consumer interactions with Clorox's disinfectant ads increased by 22% with the data, according to a Kinza Insights case study that tracked performance between November and March of this year. Kinsights. I, I just... <laughs> I just absolutely love the idea. What does that consumer interaction look like, though? It's just like, wow, we have really good feedback from customers today. If somebody posting on our Facebook page, holy shit, I'm fucking dying of diarrhea right now, man. Please, I need a disinfectant wipe. Also, I mean, if you if you have like one of these thermometers per household, you better be disinfecting it regularly. Like, <laughs> that is no, that's a good point. It's a feedback loop. It's like, wow, a lot of Kinsa customers are buying bleach. It's like, well, they are sticking a thing in their ass on a regular basis. I mean, like, this is so illogical. God, I love the tech industry. It's so smart. It's very normal. And here, here's the thing that you're all going to find least surprising. Mr. Singh, who was an executive vice president at the Clinton Health Access Initiative. <laughs> oh, yeah. Any Clintons in tonight? <laughs> She's running 2020, folks. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> That's There's right. One thing Bill Clinton believed in, it was access to ass. Hit. Second applause, Blake of the night. Again, would not have said that, but you know what? Personal, I take what I can get. Personally, I, I'm, I'm excited for Hillary Clinton and her running mate, uh, Kinsa, uh, to finally beat, like, you know, the Baron Trump's clone in 2032. Yeah. <laughs> So, Mr. Singh, who was an executive vice president at the Clinton... Access. Access. The Clinton Health Access Initiative. You want to buy it? Don't worry. We're going to make you able to buy it. What did um, it get you access to? Oh, you get access to healthcare should you have the means to then pay for it. Okay. That's, that's what access so means. So, not access to ass. No, not cool. access to ass. Not really access to healthcare. Well, not Ac officially in like the charter, but I'm sure it's clear. No, it's there like, was some access to ass It's implied. Oh, it's I'm, implied. I'm sure there's some means testing. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, oh, but Bill Clinton, I don't have the money for all this healthcare. Well, I'm sure we can work something out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brasses.com. <laughs> Sing. <laughs> but you're my step president. <laughs> I'd, I'd say that's liable, but what a court case that would be. <laughs> well, let's just not tell your real president. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, oh, fuck. Oh, boy. So Mr. Singh, uh, who was president at that, the vice president at that thing I said, um, said that Kinsa, don't worry about it. 
works only with clients that share its mission of preventing the spread of illness through early detection. So if you're someone who loves spreading illness. Yeah, no, <laughs> fuck you. But, <laughs> um, Sorry, I was going to say something, but then I just coughed a lot. Carry yeah. on. Um, you need well, a kid I mean, hey, my your health, hey, your health cloud is buzzing right now. <laughs> Everyone's kids are just going off. <laughs> Don't worry, Clorox is sending their SWAT team on here. People in your area. <laughs> Hot single moms in your area have diagnosed thousands of, of, of ass diseases. <laughs> Kinsa hates her. Hot single moms with asses that are at a very ripe temperature, by the way. <laughs> so, it makes sense for us to work with Clorox, he said, because of the CDC recommendation about disinfecting. So Kinsa only can make recommendations to individuals in certain situations. Don't worry about that. Um, and, and Mr. Singh pointed to another partnership that the company had with Teladoc, a telemedicine company uh, that is going to pick your glass up. Uh, so if, for example... Roasted. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, front row guy. That's going to sound weird if the audience mic hasn't picked up the glass falling. <laughs> no, no, we're going to leave that. Just for the people. We're gonna who add actually... in a hip hop air horn. <laughs> after we're that gonna, comment, we're gonna leave that for the people who like us enough to live in the UK, as opposed to like the half of our fans who are American for some reason. Yeah, yeah fuck those guys. <laughs> and they're here tonight. <laughs> Yo, let me get an oh yuck. The Patreon's just plummeting. <laughs> so, um, so, for example, if you have a newborn who has a fever, you need to see the doctor right away. And if it's 3 a.m., I'm very happy to present you with the option to talk to a telemedicine doctor. Because to me, that's not really advertising in the strictest sense of advertising. I'm just telling you to buy something. It's totally different. So, so, so let me get this straight. If you have a newborn and you insert an app-connected thermometer in the newborn's ass, and then it'll access the cloud, and then you'll get a chat app being like, here are some things you should buy for your newborn at 3 a.m. Yes. That's, that's, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, We've definitely die. checked the uh, details of that. I love the idea of the doctor being like, well, I can recommend you some treatments in a second, but first of all, I am congratulately obliged to uh, recommend that you bleach the newborn. <laughs> It's worth trying. It's like switching it on, switching it off again. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, this is... Oh, my God. Anyway, who here loves the future, huh? It's so great. It's great. Woo. Oh, my. Anyway, so that's the Kinsa. It's like 10 pounds, but it sells all your data to Clorox. <laughs> I, what I'm loving is how audible it is that the audience are laughing, but are also getting more depressed as this show goes on. <laughs> Which is exactly what we were aiming for. So to, I mean... If ever this podcast has had a correct reaction, True. Oh, that's funny, but not good. <laughs> not good in the long term. Right. So I promised you all a, a spectator reading from the single most high IQ regular newspaper. Um, in fact, my flatmate is here. Uh, everybody say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. Chris really likes hearing both sides of an issue. And so decided, I know, right? What a dumbass. And so, <laughs> and so he was like, you know what? I'm going to try. I'm, I'm reading The Guardian. Oh, dumbass. Also, I'm going to try to read the intellectual right-wing paper so I can know what they're thinking. So he was like, I'm going to check out The Spectator. Oh, by the way, while we're on this, can I just digress to say that we've got a man in tonight called Adam Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out Adam Smith. Since he's here, I told him I'd bring it up during the show. 
Um, yeah. And he got quite, he seemed quite annoyed that I was going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it's happened now. While we're on the right. subject of funny names, while I was going through the list, the one I enjoyed the most was Guy Household. Is it's here. a really good name. <laughs> Fantastic. Just because it sounds a bit like a Homer Simpson disguise. <laughs> Why I'm not bleach. <laughs> this guy household. It's a cool house for dudes. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's 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 guys being dudes to get eighteen, you know. Like guy household, I'm sure loves FIFA. Yeah. Uh, guy house. None of guy households plates match, but that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and as someone whose middle name is Leonard, I'm entitled to my opinion on weird names. <laughs> Guy, guy household, like toilet paper, white gold in that place. There is not a lot. Guy household watches porn together. <laughs> <laughs> Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's a difference between just staying somewhere with your boys and having a guy household. <laughs> Should we, should we you know, guy yeah. household. Guy yeah, household you thought we were just gonna been... roast the glass guy. Not Look. laughing now, fucking guy household. <laughs> Look, here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. I, I want to present you a disturbing statistic, but even though employment is going up, guy household income has been falling here on here. <laughs> okay, so are we done the guy household section? I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't hear any of that. About... We're gonna be fine with that. Something so, about you live in a flat, but everyone you live with is uh, like a model of Guy Fawkes. <laughs> anyway, fine. No, I peaked before. Yeah. <laughs> Nate, edit that to when it was funny. Yeah. Uh, so. so this is going to be like a 10-minute recording, is what you're saying. Hey. Hey. hey, you thought you were fucking safe? We're roasting Guy Household. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> the problem with Nate roasting us and then getting a chair is there is no way that's being edited out. <laughs> you see... He, he actually says stuff while he's editing. He's just like, <laughs> you see, he, he records himself laughing about two hundred times. <laughs> it's it. You see, me, me and Milo, we couldn't join because we was only half household. No, still not good. Uh, no, that's that's another one for the old fans. Please, yeah. so I want to go back to the Spectator. The Spectator, intellectual right wing newspaper, where you know. It's like the National Review of here, you know, where, where Rod Little might air his, you know, uh, literary criticisms of why The Hunger Games like the, is too I like, SJW. I like the cool cartoons that, like, <laughs> accompany their bylines. And they all have, like, giant heads. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because, because they want to prove how big oh, brains are. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Brendan O'Neill's, like, editorial cartoon in The Spectator has his brain distended and up at a 45-degree angle. <laughs> The thing about the spectator is you have to treasure the columnists while we've got them because most of them are there riding just to up their points for the Australian visa entry quota. <laughs> like, nah, sorry, you're not racist enough yet, but if you I just, I, 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 if I, you keep at it for another couple of years, you can come over here. I'm, I'm come gonna, over to one of our slurs parties. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like fascinated with like British magazines and like. British political magazines and how they illustrate their writers. So, like, we've all seen George's like profile, right? Like, like, and just like all the new statesman writers. Well, it's, like, it's, it's a quite faithful dot matrix. George, it's a faithful bit. I look a bit washed out in that one. Right? <laughs> but the thing is, once you've got your photo, the thought of changing it, you think you suddenly, you know, you can't. You know, 
<laughs> so you do end up with columnists who have ones from 20 years ago, and then you see them in public and like, shit, I don't know. <laughs> so, so what you're saying Where's, is, we're, we're being horrible and mocking Brendan O'Neill after his terrible accident. <laughs> after, after Brendan O'Neill got a dangerous brain expansion but, from Joe Rogan. <laughs> but, but bear in mind, the spectator is very, they, they care a lot about accuracy, which is why the pictures that you see in the magazine are to scale. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Far too scale. Brendan O'Neill's brain became dangerously large and he had to trepan himself. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. Rather than subject you all to a piece by Brendan O'Neill because we read them all the time. And because we don't have the rights to play the theme song live. We did email Disturbed, but they didn't get back to us. And because he's here tonight. <laughs> I've decided to elevate another of the spectator's miscellaneous horny opinion writers out of obscurity and install him as show canon. Part of the guy household. <laughs> Welcome to the guy household, Cosmo Landisman. Wait, that's, it's the new drugstore culture. <laughs> oh, who's the guy that does that again? Oh, Matthew yeah. Dank owner. Goodness gracious. The world's dumbest magazine. Thank you again to our audience for being better informed than we are. <laughs> let's, not, let's not call it the world's well, dumbest magazine. We know that's a league table. We can't be throwing that around lightly. But, but think about this for a second. These are people who have known the answers to the trivia, the trivia we couldn't be bothered to remember for a year. And they're finally here. And they'd be like, we know the fucking answer. We can say it finally. <laughs> Do you guys feel like people who watched uh, Have I, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire for years and then finally got on? <laughs> <laughs> But you didn't win the fastest finger first, and you're just sitting there going, I fucking know that one. So it's like, so, wow, this show's a lot better when people who know what they're talking about are being able to answer the questions. <laughs> That's why we're throwing it to you. No, we're not. We're keeping the microphones because communism is, and we have all the stuff. Um, Cosmo Landisman and his wife, uh, Julie Birchall, along with Toby Young. Because no one's taking that fucking surname. Founded a magazine called The Modern Review in 1991, which they intended to cover lowbrow culture in a highbrow way. So basically, what? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You ever wanted to know what the tasting notes of a Greg Steak Baker? are? <laughs> Strap the fuck in. Yeah. What, was, what, what was low culture in 1991? Gulf War? Is anyone here like old? And, like, and tell us. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, anyone who's heard my 20-minute passionate defense of Laura from Love Island. Uh, <laughs> no, not many fans in. <laughs> well, it's basically, that's the thing. Like, Cosmo Landisman. One fan in. Cosmo Landisman basically invented the, like, what would Deleuze say about Love Island article. That's him. We have him to thank for those. Um, I but, thought you wrote those articles. <laughs> no, I write them now. <laughs> the New Socialist will publish anything. <laughs> More, more people applied to Love Island than read this magazine last year. <laughs> um, should we do this article? We've been doing this for yeah, 20 no, minutes. This, this article is one I've actually been wanting to do for a while. I've been saving it up because I feel like it offers a unique look into like the particular psychology of the conservatism as an edgy position um, because, oh my God, these people have lots of different kinds of psychology. So are we ready to be armchair psychologists? Because, who boy, is there a lot to unpack here. I left my calipers at home. <laughs> here is the, here's the title. Are you a politically correct pervert? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know we all are. You that's can be... That's literally our target audience. <laughs> <laughs> that's my Myers-Briggs type. 
You can be ethical or seedy, but certainly not both, by Cosmo Landisman. <laughs> exactly. Ahem. Cosmo writes, It hasn't always been easy being a progressive-minded man who prides himself on his sensitivity to issues of race, gender, feminism, and sexual exploitation. And feminism still <laughs> famously not under the gender category. <laughs> And still gets to walk on the wild side. Oh, why everyone oh. talking? Oh. We all know where this article's going, folks. Ti tiger, tiger, and clapper. <laughs> yeah, need... that was my initial well, hypothesis. Wait, no, it's not tiger, tiger, no, and inferno. It's inferno. 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 Yo, mate, oh. got any Charlie? Oh. Allow me to just piss against this wall. Oh, no. Anyone uh. here not work for Foxtons? <laughs> <laughs> Political... Yeah, all the people from Essex. It's half the people oh, no. from Boxton. Political principles tend to get in the way of politically incorrect passions. You like to watch porn. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> but as a good oh. feminist man, you know that porn exploits women. Hell yeah, it makes it sexy. <laughs> yeah. That person yelling from the audience, that's the weird... Th that's kind of Cosmo Landisman's point, is that he's such an Opus Day crazy person. That he's like, everything that I enjoy is bad and dirty. <laughs> my man, I know the Belgian Congo is bad, but it just gets my dick hard. <laughs> my, 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 <laughs> my, 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 <laughs> he's got a copy of Tantano Kong and the pages are all stuck together. <laughs> That's like very specific. Uh, <laughs> you, you like to take cocaine. I'm sure. Inferno's, inferno's. <laughs> yes. I mean, you started this magazine. <laughs> was not a sober mind. <laughs> I mean, the sentence, we should start a high culture magazine for low culture was definitely preceded by a... <laughs> 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 the magazine should be a fucking mouse. <laughs> okay. You that's know what? Not, you know good. what's fucking amazing about that applause break is we're gonna cut the warm up from the fucking. It's not gonna make any sense. Everybody, you at home have no idea. All of our American listeners are gonna be like, "What a weird fucking British intro." <laughs> so, you like to take cocaine, but it exploits poor Latin American farmers and enriches corrupt drug cartels. What do we call people who make cocaine farmers? Is that uh, maybe that's a minor consideration, but. And here's the, here's the third one. And I'm going to need you to all come with me on this journey. Because we weird. have to remember. You did, you did the emphasis weird, Riley. This. <laughs> we are. We are. This, you know what this is. This is inner space. And we are all shrinking down into a little ship and flying into Cosmo Landisman's brain. And oh, it's the brain we're flying into. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody get in the Kinsa. <laughs> it's the moment is <laughs> Get to the Kinsa! <laughs> and we have to get out of Cosmo Landison before it returns to normal time. <laughs> I mean, do we really? This, this Magic School Bus reboot is dark as fuck. She oh, won't oh, hold, sir! Well, welcome, right. welcome to this. Welcome to the spectator. And maybe you have a secret passion for prostitutes, but you hate the idea that you're paying for sex with some underage Albanian who's been trapping for your gratification. <laughs> That's what sex is to this guy. That went, that went to a place I did not expect. A bit like, like anyway. the cancer. You know, the normal problem that normal people have. 
Well, I'm because gonna... he knows that if he uses underage Albanians, because they're non-EU, he doesn't have to pay them the living wage. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which makes it better by his argument. Oh. <laughs> I'm a very free market guy. I am going to write the first thing I think of when it comes to sex for my very intellectual right-wing magazine. <laughs> so both underage prostitutes and cheating on value-added yeah, tax. Absolutely. absolutely. No porn, no drugs, no sex. Look at that conflation. What does it say about these people? You know where they don't have VAT? Albania. (laughs) They don't have a lot of things there. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) They're not underage in Albania. Anyway. Welcome Welcome to our libertarian podcast, everybody. (laughs) Remember, this is not us. Welcome, Cosmo Landisman continues. Welcome Uh, to Cosmo Landisman continues. To the era of ethical decadence where yesterday's shameful vices are repackaged and promoted as today's politically correct virtues. Again, to him, sex tra- not engaging in sex trafficking is politically correct and fake. <laughs> we'll, like, we all say publicly that we don't sex traffic, when we're hanging out with the boys. <laughs> Look, we're, we're, we're in the, the guy household. <laughs> we're in the guy household. <laughs> well, uh, when I'm on the phone to my man guy household... <laughs> <laughs> a, a good a good example of ethical decadence is the growing market for what's called vegan Wait. bondage. Wait, hang on. This is the first time we've libeled someone in the room. <laughs> it's a new level. It's a new level. <laughs> vegan devotees of S&M can now purchase a wide range of cruelty-free and ecologically aware equipment. Whips, handcuffs, neck chokers, gags, and harnesses. Big ones there, Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the, the uh, strap on is just some a carrot. shoes. What? The strap on is just a carrot. <laughs> Frosty the snowman. <laughs> and, they're all, and they're all made without leather. Frosty the snowman eating it from the back, but you get a surprise. <laughs> After all, there's nothing worse than having to stop mid-flogging to ask if the whip ask if the whip is ethically sourced. There's literally nothing worse than that. None of the stuff you know described earlier in the where article, this, for example. Where is this dude's brain gone? Like we started, we started from like we started from like him not liking porn because he watches old stuff and he doesn't realize that new porn has like really good stories now. Um, like, like they're almost like they're, they're cinematic. Like sometimes, sometimes I just watch a story and I stop. Right? When, I'm done. when, you're, when you're whipping your girlfriend, but then you stop and you're like, wait, is this too colonialist? And then, and yeah, and then it's gone to then it's gone to like him like fantasizing about vegan whips. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> but that's what the Green Party whip is called. <laughs> uh. Consumers of pornography, writes uh, Belinda Brooks Gordon of Birkbeck, um, uh, would prefer to know that the people engaged in live sex acts or hired through an escort agency are thereby consent, earn decent money, and have access to health and welfare services. And, you know... I'm sure she's right, writes Cosmo, because that way you can exploit women and do it with a clear conscience. Because how fucking dare they ensure anyone have any rights? Because, you know, that just, you know, makes the entire experience less worthwhile. But that, it sort of, sort of implies that any sex is exploitation, right? It's like, because you're taking all the exploitation out. I mean, like, this it's is like a... rights and fair pay and safe environment. So it's, is, that what, is that what he's thinking, that all sex is exploitation? Holy shit, this is a weird... Cosmo Landisman's a second wave feminist. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on. He's just got that thing, actually, that every dude has in the back of their mind where every time a girl agrees to have sex with them, they're like, like uh, jokes on you. <laughs> like, uh, you don't realize I'm an idiot. <laughs> you, you fool, it turns out I'm horrible. <laughs> you have no idea what I normally smell like. <laughs> no, 
that's the thing. It's like I'm pretty sure Cosmo Landisman is torrenting all of his porn on LimeWire because he wants to know nobody was paid. <laughs> he torrents loads of porn, but most of it turns out to just be like really bad DVD rips of How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> But he uh, doesn't mind. He doesn't mind. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Wait, but you're my step dragon. <laughs> how, to, how, to, <laughs> how to anal train your dragon. <laughs> I love that the weird part isn't the bestiality, it's the incest. <laughs> These days, you can sit back and enjoy pornography and still be as sensitive and caring Hashtag Me Too Man. Thanks to the growing market in feminist porn. It wants scare quotes. We might add. Oh yeah, it wants all of us to have good, healthy sex so we can be good, healthy people. Ugh. Imagine. Why? Why is this? Why is this man got against like really good cinematic like storytelling? Why does this man hate that porn film Pirates with the weirdly (laughs) high production values? It lets women speak out and break the silence and bust the taboos that repress female sexuality. Don't worry, you're not some sexual narcissist concerned with your own gratification. Again, these people always tell on themselves when they write these articles. (laughs) But a member of a pro-orgasm movement, again, always tell on themselves when they write these articles. I was going to say, Cosmo Landisman's ex-girlfriends happen to also be a pro-orgasm movement. (laughs) That's a union I can get behind. I'm I'm actually not bad in bed. I'm just a member of an anti-orgasm movement. (laughs) This is Praxis, baby. You may not like it, but it's Praxis. I'm so sorry. If I made you come, that would be denying your agency. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, it's 2018. You can make yourself come. Personally, I prefer the decadence of the past to the phony moral posturing of the present. <laughs> That's right. Making a girlfriend come is phony moral posturing. Wait, hang on. Th- this guy is a fellow at Avery Oxbridge College. There's at least, <laughs> there's at least one. What? <laughs> is this guy that was in charge of like the Junior Adonis Club or whatever it is you were in? I miss when you could just take a male undergraduate out to dinner and ask to see his balls and no one say anything about it. <laughs> This is where the ruling class of the country is coming from, folks. <laughs> so here is the, here's the concluding um, here's the concluding line. By all means, be a perv, gorge yourself on guilty pleasures, but please don't dress your indulgences in ethical concerns. That's just too disgusting for words. Cosmo Landisman, everybody! Hey. <laughs> Woo! Wow, what a regular dude! God. <laughs> Just Cos- a normal- Cosmo brain Landisman right just, there. Just a normal guy in the household. <laughs> just, just a normal guy in the household who hasn't always just giving himself deep vein thrombosis because he's angry that his girlfriend has a job. Cosmo Landisman, <laughs> after that article, is definitely going to have to move to a guy household pretty soon. <laughs> or Australia. One or the other. Australia. I thought you were going to say or Austria. Like, man, men have simple pleasures like starting a basement dungeon. <laughs> Australia actually is the world's big, biggest guy household. That's pretty much how it works. Well, it's just, it's funny because we, we, when we spoke to the guys from Bunta Vista, remember, we had an opportunity to learn about the Australian spectator, which is somehow more racist and insane than the British spectator. But this might take the cake. This might be like, this guy went on like a hijra to Australia for 20 years. That's why we don't know his name. That's why he founded his magazine in 1991. That, oh, that got him his visa. He went there, he came back, and he's like, guess what I fucking learned. <laughs> In, women, in Australia, we don't need feminism because the women are all honorary men. You just go down to the tool store and get a bunning snag with them. <laughs> and that's how new Australians are conceived. 
Welcome to the white Australia policy, folks. <laughs> Work experience, Prime Minister Scott Morrison's got it all. I love the idea of like a country that's basically just a sun-baked desert hellhole being insistent on everyone being white. <laughs> okay. it's, it's not a country if everyone doesn't have melanoma. They're in the, they're in the pocket of big sun cream. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I have I have three more spectator psychology little bits to give us because do you know they have an agony aunt in a QA section? I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Imagine Oh it's real. Imagine it's, it's absolutely real. Imagine how powerful of a brain you have to have to be like my wife and I keep fighting. I know who to turn to. <laughs> King, King of Logic, Brendan O'Neill. Toby <laughs> Young, famously a regular guy. Oh, yeah. So, here's the first question. Like every answer to him just like measure her skull. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that might... I think that's Rod Little. I mean, Which so. is either you're a racist or you're a hat maker. So, you know. <laughs> so, my wife and I have been married for 50 years. So, a young reader of The Spectator. <laughs> the marriage is basically sad. <laughs> That was just for my, my wife. wife is 57. <laughs> She's from Albania. It's fine. The marriage is basically sound, but she has recently developed a maddening new habit when we entertain. She waits. She's learned English. <laughs> <laughs> she waits until I am in the middle of an anecdote or story and then starts proffering plates of vegetables or wine. She's a podcaster. <laughs> I thought he, I honest to God thought he was going to say starts proffering an opinion. <laughs> This, when everyone has already got well-filled glasses and everything on their plate they could possibly want. And of course they say no thank you. These actions seem time to sabotage my performance. <laughs> when I take it up with her, she always insists that she's being polite to our guests. He doesn't understand Albanian culture. That's, that's the problem. So, anyone want to help name an address withheld? <laughs> Um, oh my god, I can't. That's like, that's hilarious. It's almost as, oh my god, do, do you know, this is like a completely unrelated story, but I imagine that it could oh, be cool. a spectator too. No, it was like that viral Reddit thread about the, about the woman who like, uh, uh, like makes her vagina talk. Have you, have you, have you seen that Reddit thread? It's like the best thread, the best thread I've ever seen. And this reminds me of that, but Again, with sorry just saying, can we just take a moment to say that our show is, seems to be entirely listened to by people who've seen that thread? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. I'm just like doing... I haven't that. seen yeah. that thread. Exactly. <laughs> because, yeah. Um, Hussein, start explaining to him and I'll just hand him some vegetables really yeah. quickly. <laughs> so, so have you ever seen that thread in the thread about the guy whose girlfriend broke up with him because he kept making her listen to Jordan Peterson in the same place at the same no, that's time? That's a fake. It's a fake. Yeah. It, 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 that one too. I it, know, it, it, <laughs> oh, I've actually seen that one. I've not. I've, not, right, I've never seen that. Shit, yeah, this isn't just yeah, name Reddit. Oh shit! Um, so is this is this like an is she is she negging him? I'm. I. I almost. Because it's working really well. <laughs> like she's like just like lads. Let's face it. To get through this opinion, you're gonna want to keep your strength up. <laughs> let's fill up that glass like with I, grain alcohol. Like I, just, I, like I can just imagine like he's at like a dinner table. He's explaining like fucking race science to all his all his guests at, at a normal and racism like, barbecue. And and just as he just as he's about to like talk about like black craniums or something like that, um, his his wife just interrupts with a giant plate of like Brussels sprouts. <laughs> no, this okay. A. It I'm not saying it is. I'm saying it might be Hugo Rifkin's wife. 
And maybe <laughs> she's trying to save his journalism career by every time he's about to talk about phrenology. No, 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 please, please have some more vegetables. Hugo Riff King, King of Riffs. <laughs> just about to get into a good riff. I and should then see the that coming. Ma, the advice, the advice I would give this man is just eat all of the vegetables before <laughs> And you're like, you're farting your way through the story, but like, if, if people you, are like holding their noses, but you're getting through it. If you're worried that your phrenology isn't Wi-Fi enabled, you can buy the Rifkin set. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Tip your servers, please. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> you, get, you get just like weird, wanky opinion articles about Philip Green direct into your anus. <laughs> I have like really mad respect for that woman. Like... I think, I, think, I think she knows what she's doing, it's, and I it's find that hilarious. It's radical praxis, yeah. essentially. Okay, so critical support what for I'm that woman. What I'm saying is, hashtag, I'm with her. <laughs> what if Melania Trump, every time he makes a speech, just kept serving everyone vegetables? <laughs> like everyone in the country. Could we not all just come together behind what a sassy troll she is of Donald Trump? Could we not so, so here is another one that might reveal another hidden psychosis of a spectator reader. Let's try and guess what the hidden psychosis is. It's going to be really obvious. <laughs> we are about to give a party, so they said give a party, for 200 with a dinner in a marquee and a dance floor. How can but we run out of the pointy white hats? <laughs> <laughs> How can we stop female guests from taking off their lovely high shoes and going onto the dance floor where there can be sometimes broken glass? This uh, is someone who's got a thing for a shoe. Oh, <laughs> Oh, wait, it's a circus thing, and they'll have to wear stilts. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, gi I'm giving a party for 200, uh, 200 women with the shapeliest feet I can find, and then hiding in a duck blind. <laughs> I mean, oh, look, fuck. really, to be honest, I'm going to be honest with everybody here. The humor in that question was just that this is an obvious foot fetishist. <laughs> maybe, like, he's, like, maybe he's a supporter of us, and he's part, he's part of like, the ultra tier where like, you can send foot feet pics. Um, which we put up on the wall of the studio. We, we, do, we do keep inventing new Patreon tiers to deal with the people that annoy us online. <laughs> Look, Ooh. oh, it. Can you get pictures of feet on a Microsoft Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> no, Bill Gates is a prude. <laughs> um, I want to do one more question before I go take a piss I so desperately need. Um, because. <laughs> People I mean, weren't sure whether that was a joke or not. I've been doing this a long time. I can tell you that was not a joke. <laughs> Front I'm, row, prepare yourselves. So this, this is the... this is. We might be needing that glass, my friend. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to do that till I write into the spectator about it. <laughs> I'm staying with friends for a few months while I'm in London. They're vegan, and I'm often obligated to join them for dinner. During dinner, they frequently will, will erupt in heavenly gasps and exaggerated mmms. Sometimes. And then I, they'll start eating. <laughs> sometimes, Why do they keep making me give them oral sex under the table? I don't sometimes, understand. Sometimes I have to join in because of the group pressure, even though I never think the food is very nice. They keep serving the vegetables while I'm serving the vegetables. <laughs> How can I hint that they don't always have to go on about their own vegan food being so delicious? From, again, a really normal house guest. <laughs> Why is James Just... Dellingpole writing into his own magazine? <laughs> Sounds well, like... This is the chief of waitress. <laughs> Sounds like my man needs to be going for dinner at the guy household. <laughs> <laughs> Where no one says anything, because then you're talking to a man, and that's gay. 
Yo, I actually try never to talk to a man unless it's in a business context. <laughs> the only... The only time we talk is when someone else needs to use the thermometer. <laughs> this is like, oh, I'm staying at these people's house and they're making me dinner, but fuck them, I'm not going to tell them it's good. Fuck their veganism. How dare they try to be socially conscious. They're clearly just faking it. Yeah, the Mas idea. That I, mean, I mean, that's what's going to happen. He's going to like explode at some point, right? Like freeing us all of him. Yeah, and then and then when he gets like really really mad, all the vegans who are making him food will just probably ask him whether he wants like you know dairy-free dessert. Gonna <laughs> be fantastic. I this mean, for this some reason just reminded me of the one time we were at Riley's for dinner, and he said like, um, I'm, "I'm I'm kind of trying this new vegetarian thing at the moment in the middle of a mouthful of steak." <laughs> And it is to this day the best sketch I've ever seen. <laughs> and I think that's where we're going to end this tonight, folks. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all very much for coming oh, out to thanks our Thanks for thing. going out. It's been a pleasure. Oh, thank you so it much. Is, it has been a genuine pleasure to talk to all of you. So thank you to the Trash Future cast of Charlie from Sometimes, Milo and Hussein from All the Time, and Nate from Producer and also Sometimes. You guys are all a, a sweet delight. And thank you to all for coming to this pub basement today on this most auspicious of Tuesdays. Uh, yeah. And that's us. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Uh, thanks, guys. Woo! Good night. Subscribe to Pod Save America. <laughs> <laughs> I desperately need a piss, so that I'm going to get off the stage well, thank now. You guys. How to do the Romaniacs. <laughs> <laughs>